What is up, baiters? We are back again for another clickbait episode. We have, of course, the Bachelor Nation breakdown. Because like I said before, like Joe said before, like Natasha said before, we are relentless with the juicy gossip and drama. So we have some of that. We also have the clickbait of the week. And we have Ben Higgins as our guest for today's episode. Let's just dive right in because we have a lot to talk about. Let's do it. I'm ready. Ready. Okay. What you got for us, T? What you got? Well, (laughs) I have to say, as if I couldn't love Ben anymore, Ben Higgins actually calls out Dale Moss for blindsiding our girl, Claire. And I have to say, kudos to Ben for actually saying what we all have been thinking. So over the weekend, Claire and Dale have... announced a breakup to our understanding when claire had announced um you know that they were going on separate ways it was a mutual breakup between both of them um and it was a mutual acknowledgement to the world okay sure but then claire came out a couple days later saying i was unaware that um you know we have officially gone our separate ways i was made aware of our mutual decision to break up with the world at the same time all of us were so essentially this kind of like ru- like ruffled a lot of feathers in Bachelor Nation just because we kind of know. Um, wouldn't you say that like well, something yeah. sounds fishy here? Something smells not right. Something something's going on. Yeah. Okay. Here, if if he blindsided her, yeah. truly blindsided her, then okay, then she's right for saying, hey, you know, he he blindsided me on the announcement. And that's bullshit. I agree. Why would he, unless they got in an argument about how they were going to announce it and they both said, okay, well, I'm going to do it this way. Well, I'm going to do it this way and boom. But I think they were broken up. Right. What you're saying is they were broken up. So when the other person decides to announce it, it's on them. And and it's not, what you're trying to say is you can't blind, if, if uh, if the breakup was the blindsiding then that would be relevant but since it's just an announcement you don't think it's really relevant that he blindsided her is that what you're saying yeah Uh, yeah i I just don't think i mean we don't know we don't know the conversation they had about that so we're just going to assume because they all said it first that he blindsided her with the announcement but he did delete it he did delete delete it it probably because he was getting so much heat i mean think about it Mm. probably everybody was probably Calling him out. I mean, there have been articles. But he deleted it. He deleted it before Claire put out her statement, right? So she probably had a conversation with him saying, I can't believe you did this. What are you doing? And then he deleted I mean, that's just what I'm thinking. Right? Okay. So what I'm saying is they knew there was something going on between them too. Mm-hmm. There could have been a mutual understanding that, hey, let's just kind of navigate this for a second. We will come forth together and kind of both put the post. We see it all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Peter and mm-hmm. Kelly. I mean, I've even put out one of those before. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I did it on my own. But it was a mutual thing. We were texting prior to uh, me posting it. And he, you know, commented and said, like, yes, we're good. But I think the problem here is that. But he knew that you were going to post something. Yes, but then he exactly. then commented and did a little heart. But the thing is, Claire never said anything. No one like you know, if Claire would have like put in like a comment in like on his post saying, mm-hmm. "Wish you the best" or whatever or heart mm-hmm. whatever, I don't think this would have like circulated. But the fact is, Claire never said a thing, and then all of a sudden she comes out saying like, "I had no idea." Like that came out when I thought when I when I when you guys heard it. I hoped that it would work because she left all these great guys to go be with this one. So I hoped. Yeah, it didn't seem like any of those guys had had a chance. And it seemed like Dale was more of, you know, let's face it, Dale was the, was the pretty boy of the season. And I mm. feel like it was, you know, I'm, I'm lost. I feel like lust took over the situation. And she, you know, she made her decision too early, in my opinion. And mm. I, I don't. I don't really blame Dale either because I feel like he was put in the situation where he probably had feelings, but because it was so early on, like, damn, like, like here, Bachelor's a fast process as it is, right? I mean, they they what was it, a week, two weeks, and then bang, we're having babies. Like, whoa, 
Mm-hmm. Take it easy. Let's go have coffee. <laughs> Let's think about this. <laughs> coffee is always know. the first thing that happened. I mean, yes, I will. You know, I will say. It worked out great for you, Tasha. I'll say yeah. that. There we <laughs> go. Okay. Look, at the end of the day, thank you for both of them finding love early on because then I wouldn't have had my chance necessarily. Or, you know, Zach and I might have ended up together. But forgetting about us. I will say, I think that for both of them, it did happen rather quickly. And mm-hmm. even for myself, like Zach and I still have like issues and like we're still learning about each other and we're still figuring it all out. Mm-hmm. But I think that when you kind of rush into something and then have the whole world like behind you, like watching your every single move and you're still trying to get to know this person, kind of fights kind of like heighten because mm-hmm. there's so many people watching. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, Sometimes that works out. Sometimes physical attraction leads to more. It usually does. In this case, it doesn't look that way. It seems like their breakup's pretty messy at this point. Yeah, Um, but it's only messy because, unfortunately, it was it was like love found in front of millions of people. And to be honest, it started messy. We it, it did. I mean, yeah, we allow ourselves to be critiqued because we're on television, right? You we can't literally do anything without having somebody say something about it. Right. So unfortunately, it's only getting messy because you're involved, he's involved, she's involved, you know, everybody's involved. But I think that's probably why Claire was pissed, because it's like you already know these moves that we make, you make, I make. We it's regardless, we're making them together. So let's put out a statement together. Let's both feel good about this and literally just like in this thing uh, the right way. I I personally, if. If if he really did, if they said, hey, we're broken up, we're not together anymore, and we got to figure out how we're going to say something, and he's like, well, I got it, I'm going to say something, I would be pissed off too. You know, I, I'm just, I'm, yeah. I would be I pissed off. He, he could have had more respect for her, and I think that's what Ben's point is. Like, mm-hmm. that was really freaking low of you. Like, what a low blow. At yeah, the end and, of the day, it just and goes ben, to show more about your character than, like, anything else. So, And yeah, Ben's and friends I mean, with Claire, so... I think we could uh, get some more inside uh, information and talk to him about it. Yeah. But also, I mean, the tea is that Dale was not very liked at in the house. You know, people really wasn't messing with him that much, you know, and maybe it's because they felt, oh, he is taking this girl and he's clearly winning. Maybe it was a little hate, but also if he's not a likable guy and he's doing this whole thing, I don't know. Dale. Be honest, I'll tell you this. I kind of know them on a different level, and I don't think they would have hated for no reason. Mm, well, he was, all, he was getting a lot of attention. He was getting all the attention, and that That's was the, the problem. problem. That's that was the, the problem. problem. If mm-hmm. it was like a clear, if it was like a clear, like, but you know, if it was a even ba- uh, playing field for every single person, and at the right. end of the day, it just like it was an undeniable connection, and nobody, ever, nobody else's um, relationships was being jeopardized because of it i think they wouldn't have had a problem yeah you know what um, <laughs> let's, just, let's move on yeah. let's move yeah. on yeah we gotta keep it moving speaking of se- <laughs> seasons you know um we have matt james season and i think we've all kind of given him a, a little bit of advice especially because he's new to this entire world but also becca kufren revealed that um essentially matt should be asking like who they voted for on the season, getting down to the nitty gritty questions because those are the real life questions that you're going to have outside of this thing. And so you should be asking them inside of the thing um, or while you're on your journey. Mm. Um, and I actually don't blame her for saying this. And I, I fully agree with her. I don't blame her. I think if you take, um, if we're going to get political with it, if you take Trump out of the equation, you know, I'm not a very political person. So if one person leans more to the right and the other leans more to the left, I don't see why we still can't form a relationship and get along. Um, I guess my point is, if it's important to you, bring it up. Yes. I agree with that. Yes. I if it is that. important for you to know and you and that's like something you need to know, like with the person you're sleeping next to at night, then ask the damn question. What was yeah, the most important thing to you? There's a lot know. of things. I mean, I talked about faith i talked about finances in the future i talked about goals i talked about their family i talked about um racial um issues in the world i talked about i talked about a lot of things i yeah. for me politics i kind of stay away from 
That's just mm-hmm. my personal thing. I mean, Same. I'll talk, I'll ask about it if I want to ask about it and when it arises, but I won't be like, did you vote for a certain person? Let's talk about it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think also the whole point of her at telling him this advice too is because when you get in this world, you're completely shut off from the normal world, from the regular world. So it's easy to get caught up in you're so beautiful and, you know, what's your favorite color? You know, like just normal dating things and not thinking about life after this per se and then figuring it out. And I think that could have been a situation for her. But for me personally, yeah, I want to know if someone is down with the confederate flag like i want to know that i don't want to marry you if that's how if that's the case right like so it is something that i completely understand where if it's important to him he should definitely ask those types of questions and she felt like probably in her situation if she would have asked those questions instead of been being so smitten off of the energy of a person and the connection of a person it's also when you live life with a person it's 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 also very important i thought it's great advice yeah i think, I think when you're when you're looking for a future partner the lust and the attraction will fade to an extent mm-hmm. so you have to have the same goals even even kids like do you want to have kids do you not want to have kids how many yeah. kids mm-hmm. do you want to have where do you want to live um yeah faith. yes i mean faith is is a big one for let me ask you this Tasha. oh my gosh yes <laughs> all right oh and natasha mm-hmm. if you are you know you, if you're very religious right well i don't know yeah. what, what religion are you i don't know are you Catholic, Christian? I was raised Catholic, but I, I would say I identify with being a Christian. Okay. Um, if somebody is not religious, is that an instant, like, I can't even go there with you? Um, it would be very, very difficult for me, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I feel and like I, depend- I am where I am today, and I feel like what do I rely on more than anything is, like, my faith. When something's not going right, I cry. You know what I mean? Like it, it would be hard for me to live with someone that I can't talk to that or grow in that. Yeah, okay. I identify as Christian as well. Uh, but it also depends. Like if someone is not religious versus atheist. Yeah. Who some people just didn't grow up in a church. I grew up in a church. So if you're someone who didn't grow up in a church, but you're open to learning about God and learning about faith, spiritual, yeah, if you're spiritual and you believe in that, and you really, you know, in in having an honest conversation, saying I want my kids to have faith, and they're like, okay, let's work on that, then I'm good with that. But meeting someone who's like, I'm an atheist it was a big bang the world just came about i'm like i there's no god yeah that's hard i no, that's a no for me <laughs> that was okay, the question wow. you asked me right wow yeah yeah that's yeah that's the question i asked <laughs> what I, about I mean, you Joe? I, I, I mean i i grew up catholic but i um for me i'm not <laughs> um i believe that there's something more you know i believe i believe in i actually believe in like energy and like a higher power mm-hmm. uh I don't know exactly what that is. I kind of told myself, I would say later in high school, I told myself, trust yourself, be what you believe is a good person. And if you live by that, you'll be all right. That's kind of where I'm at with it. But I'm not, I wouldn't shut down the idea of God. I wouldn't, um, but I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still exploring. It's kind of where I'm at. That's okay. And that, yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. that's the best part about it. It's like, it's are still, I think this is my thing. If you're open to learning about it and you're open to, you know, trying something new, mm-hmm. then that's important. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. You don't want to shut down something because any, anybody can change, especially for the better. Yeah. Okay. But this other, I have some other tea I want to talk to you guys about because we got to talk about it because we got called out. In fact, <laughs> Joe got called out. <laughs> yeah, I fucking did. <laughs> I sure did. And I want to. Yeah, let's get into this. I think let's it's hilarious it. because apparently um, Enos is exhausted. So exhausted um, that they've had to write an article <laughs> about um, exhausted guide to Bachelor Nation's many podcast. And oh, um, we are on this list. And um, specifically, Joe has talked about saying... Um, <laughs> Can I quote this? You could. Um, 
Who knew grocery store Joe would go from not being able to string a sentence together on night one to hosting an official podcast? Mm-hmm. I mean, who knew? Joe, I what do I knew. say? That's who knew. Love you know? me or hate me, it's still an obsession, and they're writing about it. So you yeah. do you, baby. Keep podcasting. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You know, E News. I don't have an issue with E News, right? I mean, they have a whole Bachelor Nation section we love because, it. let's face it, we're a big part of uh, pop culture news. We we are eight down in the podcast list. I'm not big on that. I think they should have bumped us up. Is it true? Could I not string together a sentence on night one? That is true. I freaked out. I was nervous, but I may be the best podcast host around. So okay, <laughs> put some respect on his name. E News. No, Say it with I, your chest, Joe. Listen, I, I you know here. Listen, I don't care. I don't care that they put it, and I you know I get it. But what I don't like is the fact that since we were on this show, it's like if you don't fall in love or you're not in a relationship, your time is up. Go away. We were people before the show. We have we all have different takes on life, reality TV, what we're going through. So, you know, I'm it for was just, it was something us. we did. We something yeah. we did. We went on show and OK. And now we want a podcast. So, yeah. Yeah, we we got popular from the show. Ha ha ha. (laughs) Well, but I also think going on a show and what E! News probably doesn't understand or whoever wrote this article is that when you go on a show, you open up a certain vulnerable part of you, even if it is just night one. And then you have to know that millions of people are watching you on a show. So it kind of sort of gives you, I think, um, at least for me, it gave me a little bit more confidence to just be like, you know what? I'm going to just be me and clearly people like me just being me so why not have a podcast and talk about things that i like or don't like or you know and have your opinion and good thing we get paid to have our have an opinion (laughs) that's great (laughs) it it is something opening yourself up and that's not an easy thing to do especially because i feel like even our generation we're more introverted Mm. you know especially the next generation with social media and living on the internet um so once you're once you do that, yeah, you feel more freely to just be able to talk right. openly, and you know people are going to be listening because there's people listening to this podcast right now that don't know me from Adam, but you know I'll Who's say Adam? whatever. A- uh, Adam and Eve. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, there's Adam. Yeah, see, for someone that's who's not very religious, a there you go. Name Adam today. Yeah, that's my dad's line. <laughs> Look, I just thought it was funny. That is major clickbait in itself. We saw you E! News, but guess what? We're coming for that number one spot. So all you're doing is motivating the haters. Okay. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's a plug. If you're listening to this, hit the subscribe button. <laughs> yeah. And E! News, next time you come out with your list, we better be top three. All right. That's uh, yeah. And shout out to everybody who was on that list, though. And uh, E! News, the exhausted list. You forgot some people. Yeah. <laughs> There's other the Bachelor list. podcasts that you forgot. Yeah. They were just too exhausted to write about the 10 others. But it's all good. It's right. all good. Anyway, that is the juice. That is the gossip. We have more, though. We still have a clickbait of the week. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's, let's move on What's to clickbait, the clickbait Natasha? of the week. Yes, let's get into our the clickbait of the week. This time, guys, we're going to talk about this vaccine that, you know, COVID has ingrained into our all of our lives If you were on an Instagram, maybe, you know, I know Joe prefers the Instagram for meeting the ladies. Uh, (laughs) Unnecessary shot at Joe, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't. Yeah. And, And if you have a dating app and you go on the dating app and you see someone that posted a picture of them saying, I'm vaccinated or I just got my vaccine or the official paperwork, is that an automatic swipe right? Or... I mean, of course, if you're attracted to them, you know, and you like their profile. But is that more, is that enticing you to date them or not? Tasha, Joe, tell me what you think about this. I would think that if I had the vaccine as well, then yes. So if I'm vaccinated and they're vaccinated, yeah, sure. Maybe I'd like to go out to dinner with you instead of doing a FaceTime date. Here's the thing with like vaccination selfies. <laughs> I'm not really a big selfie guy anyways. I don't find them to be attractive like <gasps> I mean, people that take selfies i'm sure they're attractive i've done it i hate myself after i post a selfie and i'm sure <laughs> sometime in the future i'll do it again and i'll get called out but i'm not big on selfies 
if you get vaccinated, great. Um, I'm excited about the vaccine just because I feel like it just brings us closer to going out and the world opening up. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it does. So it does. I so you. So what? you're not more. Inc- you're not more inclined to date someone if they're vaccinated. No, I don't judge don't based care. off a of vaccination. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Something else. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. What is it, Joe? Let us know. What is it? I'm just. I'm just saying. If you're vaccinated or not, and we're having conversations and we seem into each other, I still. You know. Yeah, th- th- a girl could have COVID, like full fledged COVID, and Joe still be like, "Hey, so I'm ordering in tonight. You want to come on over or not?" If she's hot enough, okay. So I don't think Joe discriminates wow. no matter what the hell the situation is, wow. okay. And that's and what about, basically what he's trying to tell you, Natasha. I see. I see. And Tasha, what about you? Fair. Is it like a flex when someone like if you see someone like posting their vaccination, like, is that a flex? Is that like cocky? Like, is that like, is that a turn on, turn off? No. Well, um, I am actually I, I hate to break it to you, all but I'm not on dating apps and I do not give a hoot if you have the <laughs> vaccination or not, because I got a man. But I have like different views on it. Like, I'm going to wait a little bit. Um, Why? I don't think that's Be- Okay. Because there's not enough research done, okay? You might I'm with throw you. a third ball, Joe, and you still want to go sign up for it? I, listen, I oh, I 100% agree. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not... It's, maybe it's a bio-pre-med major in me, and that's like, you know, scientists same. in me. I have the, but I have the I same will say, degree. Personally, I will wait a hot minute before getting the vaccination. Do I feel like everybody in the world should get it? No, no, that's up to your discretion. I've never gotten the flu shot, okay? Sue me. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is... I don't find it cute or not cute if you don't have the sticker on your profile. You, like, you don't gotcha. have, you never gotten the flu shot? No. Me, see, me neither. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to be honest. We're probably going to get a lot of hate for this. I don't, I don't know I how much I'm I hope shot. not. I Why are you going to get mad at me for not having a flu shot? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how much I. Never I, had the flu and I've never given it to anybody. Trust uh, vaccinations. I, I feel like I'm a pretty healthy person. Um, I agree. I take a lot of vitamin D. I exercise. I try to eat pretty clean. Um, I really try to stay healthy. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. So, let me ask you this. So, let me ask you this. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, we're moving on from that. Because, yeah, y'all going to get a lot of hate. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So, we're moving on. Um, cities are opening up, right? LA, yes. Orange County, Chicago, places are opening up. Now, if you are going to take someone on a date life is back to normal let's say let's just hope it's by the summertime life is back to normal yes. what is the first date that you are taking someone on because covid is everybody's vaccinated and things are good people happy i'm going to yeah. where you taking people and ask zachary all right so this, but joe while, answer that question yeah while tasha's asking zach i would say my first ideal date with somebody i'm really into would be a cubs game I can't to go to a Cubs game. It's like my favorite place in the world to be. Um, Something about Wrigley Field. It just, I I love it. It feels like home. Um, So yeah, have some beers, have a hot Mm -hmm. dog, chill out, watch the game. Yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Okay, that's what you can't wait to do. Okay, great. I personally, this is going to sound real crazy, but and I probably won't do this for a very long time, but I cannot wait to go hopefully with my man to like a rave or like a dance party and just dance all night all night like just go wild and just like i don't know if you guys have ever had like just a really energetic night with someone and it's just so fun and sexy and like then you go home and like oh and it's so yes. many people and all your <laughs> friends are there it's just it's just fun like i'm dying for that natasha I'm needs to that. get out y'all yeah what, yeah, year, y'all. yeah what year uh what year is this a rave huh so you basically you you well, but you in new york city i mean raves are like yeah like every weekend there's raves in brooklyn okay all right really? well, I, before covid before covid before i want to be i want to go to one of these i want to be invited to one of these oh so, they're so fun so basically, Natasha, you just really can't wait to just get out and get it on. Is yeah. what you're telling get me. Get it on, <laughs> but like in like a sexy way, not like a yeah. hey, come oh, no, over, let's have <laughs> dinner and like yeah. do this. No, like baby, let's get sexy, let's go wow, let's listen to some music, let's fucking go crazy. All right, and so then, let me let me give you the hypothetical. So I so do it I'm in the, the guy, right? No. The guy, 
The guy hits you up. It's 1030 at night. It's Manhattan, New York City. He's like, come downstairs. You get downstairs and he's got the black car waiting for you. You got you get in. You're oh, all dressed cute. up. Yes. You guys hit up some New York City pub. Have a few drinks, some shots. Mm-hmm. You're feeling each other. The conversation's flowing. You hit the rave. You do a little ecstasy. Now you're really in the mood. <laughs> She doesn't need ecstasy to have a good time, by the way. Yeah, even better. (laughs) Even better. You guys are making out. Next thing you know, everything's feeling good. Boom. Black car picked you guys back up. Where are you going? Your place or his? His place. All All that for that question, Joe. All that for that. You go back to his place. You go back to his place. You guys, the relationships the relationships are already formed. And you guys, you know, you get it on. Are you listening to music? What kind of music are you putting on? Ooh. Oh, that's when you make it sexy. Like, like, like. If I could give you a beat, it's like, like it's like sexy, but like still like, you know, like it's not like a little Brent Fias. You'd be feeling really good, really quick. You know my go-to sex song. Oh, okay. Making song. Ooh, this turn. Joe, I don't know if I want to know this because I don't ever want to hear it and be like, oh my god. Think of you. That's weird. Prince adore. Oh yeah, that's okay. so good. It's good very song. good. It's good very song. good. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I can Not actually anything. I think everybody listening can probably mm. if you know that song, you rem- you have a fond memory of you when, that song. <laughs> that's when you know you're getting me up at a hundred percent. That's oh, when Adore you comes in. Yeah. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear it's that, ladies? Y'all better, very quick. Y'all better send some Prince lyrics to Joe in those DMs. Taisha, what did what did uh, what did Zach say? What did you Zach know say? what? He must be working because he did not text me back. But if I had to guess, it would be a Pearl Jam concert or an Eagles oh. game. Oh, oh! I know he's really missing. I mean, the football, obviously, yeah, football. But he um, usually goes to every single game with his family. So. Um, Do you like Pearl Jam? Um, I, I'm growing to like <laughs> Pearl Jam. <laughs> it's just not. I mean, there are. I mean, release is like a good song. There's a couple of good things that like that they have. But it's just like I'm more of like an emo music kind of girl. Like I like to be in my feels. Like yeah. And I, if it's not that, then it's like I like rap, hip hop, R and B kind of. So, I mean, but I will say it doesn't like. Die Zach away from like singing and like singing this song. Like I put on some good stuff sometimes, and he starts rapping. I'm like, who the hell are you? I, I <laughs> really don't want it. It's kind of funny. Okay, last last question about this clickbait, guys. Before we get into our interview, last question: right. Is there, and Tasha, you got to think before Bay. Look <laughs> before him. Okay. Uh, is there anything that you've seen on Instagram or uh, on a dating app or whatever that's just an instant turn off? instant turn off like i'll tell you mine mine anytime a guy's profile is just pictures with a bunch of people like a bunch of his bros there's no like single pictures of just him doing yeah. something normal i'm like no he's a bro no <laughs> i <laughs> can't agree. do anything without his friends no <laughs> i would say like it like you know like a, like a crazy party picture it looks like you were just like blacked out like you're raising a beer like your shirt's open and just like you're gross like <laughs> I, I like a man that's sophisticated class you got that shit together yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not big on the. Oh, I'm dying to hear this because you. This is what girls put up. So what? Yeah. What? Okay. What's, so what's I on? guess I like when the photo. Hmm. I like when the photo matches the caption a little. More. Like like when I get when I see these really like inspirational, open up about your life quotes, and then it's really just a photo where you're looking really sexy. It's like, come on. You just look so, good in that photo. Let's just say, why don't you just say, and just, I look does good that, in this photo. So that's but why is that I a turn off? Shit. Um, a little if bit. I, you know, I, I like when people are just more uh, blunt. Blunt about what they're posting. Like, I don't care if you post a selfie. I'd rather hear you say, like, I'm posting a selfie because I think I look really good right now. Look at like that. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. That's, I think guys really opinion. think that way because Zach said the same thing once. I was like, "Oh my god, I really like my." Aunt. He's like, "So say it, fucking post yeah. it and say that." Like that's weird. He said, like, "You I really like what?" Do. I like really yeah. like my outfit and my hair in the photo. I'm like, mm. "I think I look good in this." And he's like, "So say that." Just like I feel good and I look good. Post that shit. I'm like, oh, no, I yeah, I like there, that I so much. I like that, that so much more than hiding behind some caption that you think 
your followers will appreciate. It's like, no, you're posting that shit because you look your finest right now. Say it. Um, Own up to it. No, because then that's every photo that Tasha puts. It's like, oh, I love my hair. Oh, I love my outfit. It's like every photo is going to be that. Why the hell am I getting called out in this? No, I'm just saying you post really pretty pictures. So it's like if you, I mean, if you clearly posted it because you like your hair, because you like the way you look. Same thing with me. Like, so if she posted that, if Joe took over your captions, people would be like, this is the most conceited bitch I've ever (laughs) met. It's so true. It's so true. Right? fine line between confidence and like you know she's just doing too much yeah exactly exactly. so women like yourself yeah and it's like women i don't know we get a bad rap i always like to put inspiration to my followers because like there's enough booty pictures on the internet that's just my personal opinion (laughs) yeah well here's the thing i feel like there's so i feel like there's so much content out there you can't really judge a person for what they post at this point, because everybody's trying to be a little different and be themselves. And it's just, everything's been explored. Like, you know, whatever selfies, group photos, photos with your parents, photos with your dog. Like, it's like, what I else love is dog photos. Do? I love dog photos. When a guy put, they know, they know what they are doing too. I'd be like, oh, dog dog's so cute. Yes. But it's bad when it's not like their dog. I'm like, wait, that's not your dog, bro. <laughs> Why are you oh, yeah. I just like when a guy is like really put together and has some style. Like that's a turn on to Mm, mm, well, speaking mm, of style, we have our guest coming on right now. I am so excited for this man. All right, let's get into the interview. It is that time. I am so excited for our guest. He's one of Bachelor Nation's most popular people from the show. He's so much more than that, though. He owns a restaurant, a coffee brand, a podcast. He is the mentor for every bachelor that comes on the show. And now he has a brand new book called Alone in Plain Sight. Everybody, please welcome Mr. Benjamin Higgins to the show. Ow. Woo! Mr. Benjamin Higgins, how are we doing today? Well, this is a good, that was a great intro. Thank you for making me sound really cool. In fact, though, if you would have like, actually gave like some context that you would have said, in like COVID, he's had restaurants and coffee shops, which are probably the two worst investments you can have right now. So, <laughs> you can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that is very tr- that is very true. How is that? How is that holding up for you? Uh, unfortunately, we lost one of our coffee shops uh, two weeks ago, um, mm. but it, it it feels like it's going to be our only loss uh, within the restaurant and coffee shop space. We'll still have a couple going. Um, unfortunately, one just couldn't make it. Uh, we went down just to give perspective. So I know a lot of people wonder like uh, 90% over uh, the pandemic at that one shop. So we went from doing like $600 a day in sales to like um, uh, maybe some days a hundred. Like it was a bad, wow. bad situation. So, um, but we're going to survive with the restaurants and uh, we're making it work. It's just been a, it's been a wild year. What, yeah. um, how many restaurants you have? You have two in Denver, correct? Yeah, we have two in Denver. Uh, now one coffee shop. Uh, in Golden, Colorado. Um, and the two in Denver are doing pretty well. Takeout and delivery has been really great. And then uh, we did a food program where like the city of Denver was really great. And some people bought food for people that couldn't afford it anymore. And so we used one of our kitchens for that. So it actually kept our staff working. Um, okay. Yeah. So we've made it work uh, and I'm, I'm ready to get back to like the liveliness and the reason that, you know, we bought restaurants. Yes. Nice. I, that is one thing I miss more than anything is the liveliness of restaurants. I love being in restaurants. It feels like home to me. Um, mm-hmm. But you're, you know, you're a guy from Indiana. What the hell? How the hell did you open up a restaurant in Denver? Like, how did that come about? Yeah. Well, it's an interesting story. I'll keep it short because it can get kind of long. But um, I, I did grow up in Indiana in a small town. There's a restaurant in Leesburg, Indiana called Stacy's. And Stacy's is this awesome, like, old school 80s steakhouse that like is in an old house. Um, but the cool part was I grew up going to my grandma's favorite restaurant was Stacy. So we'd go there for birthdays and stuff like that. And it, and it used to be back in the day when you could smoke cigarettes inside. Uh, and so it had that like unique yep. smell. And then the owner would sit in this corner booth and uh, he had a bottle of wine and he would be doing his books, his accounting books by hand at the time. And he would smoke a cigar and his friends would come every night that we were there and they would sit around him and they'd pour a glass of wine and they'd eat dinner and he would talk to him and he'd go back to working and just keep smoking a cigar. I remember as like a little kid going, I want to be that guy. Like I want to be a guy 
that like people want to come visit one and then I have something to offer them when they do come visit. And I always had this mm-hmm. dream. And so the show happens, I get off the show and my buddy at who owned the local like bar that I love to go to was sitting by me one day and he go and I said, man, I, I was telling the story about Stacy's. I was like, it'd be always been my dream to have a restaurant. He goes, well, I'm opening up one that's Mediterranean. That is going to be that feel and that vibe of like a place that people want to celebrate together, drink together, eat together, commune together. Uh, would you want to get in with him into it with me? And, uh, uh, I said yes. And so we did it because I was living in Denver. I am still living in Denver. And then after that one opened up, it's gone really well. It's called Ashkara. Uh, we opened up a Puerto Rican restaurant called Mr. Oso um, because it was a great opportunity. And Ashkara had already done really well. And Mr. Oso was on the other side of town. And so I just kind of like walked into that one. It was less of a passion project and more of like, I really just like the concept. Yeah. So that's how. I, um, yeah, I've, that's I've been to... I've been to that restaurant. Um, I love both of your restaurants. I love the vibe. It definitely has that vibe. Um, mm-hmm. So I hope they keep going strong and I plan on coming back and having a beer with you there. So let's get into the juicy shit of That's Bachelor great. Nation. All right, Ben, because what we do is we break down Bachelor Nation on this show and I want to go back and talk about Mr. Ben Higgins calling out Dale Moss after blindsiding Uh-oh. Claire. uh Okay, so uh, and we don't have to. We don't tea. have to if you don't want to. I would love. No, 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 Ben. Tell us the tea. Tell us what's up. Okay, so well, yeah, what is your opinion on it right now as it stands today? You know, well, the first thing that I I don't think ever gets written about when you do these these interviews is there's a lot behind the scenes that none of us understand and know, right? Like we always have to be aware of that, and so we have to like be aware that there's a lot to it that we'll never hear about that we'll never Mm -hmm. understand. So like, let's start at that slate. And then my second like step would be to say, from what we understand now, even if it's just the fact that Claire came out and said, I had no clue that we were making a public statement. I had no idea that this was a mutual decision that uh, I was trying to make this work, that this threw me off. That in itself is wrong enough for like, when somebody asked me how I feel about it, say this was wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I know what it's like to go through a breakup, uh, in the bachelor world. I know what it's like to go through a breakup in general and it's, it hurts and there's heaviness to it and there's confusion to it. And the one thing that you can give the other person, because at some point in your life, you hopefully cared about them is the respect mm-hmm. to heal and ha- take time to heal. And then to take that next step together, which is, you know, disconnecting your lives and separating and moving your bo- different ways. This just felt like one person made the choice for their own benefit to announce this, to try to clear their name and, and get it to move on and move forward for their own benefit. And for me, that's wrong. It's not good. And it's, it, and it, it's hurt somebody in the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like their relationship was a little too rushed to begin with? I mean, cause I mean, it's so hard. Cause like the one question that we, I always ask myself is like one, two questions when it comes to relationship, how soon is too soon to move on? Um, mm-hmm. and that's an impossible question to answer. Right. Um, Different for each person. Different for each person. And then the second is when you find somebody and you fall in love with them, like how quickly do you want to make that next step? And I thought in a sense it was admirable that both of them were saying, hey, this is the real deal. We're going to do this thing together. Uh, I think it would have now looks, it looks different and probably would have been even better if Dale would have said, hey, I know where you're at. I'm not quite there yet. And I think mm. you have to understand that, Claire. This has just been a few weeks. We've been in a dating environment. We've been dating other people. Let's mm-hmm. let's leave this thing and see what see if it works out. Um, because I think that's now what like, we're seeing. Is it, I think his excuse was it was so rushed and there was like a lot of chaos going on around it. Well, then like take your time. Nobody's going to blame you for not wanting to make that commitment in two weeks. Or being um, honest and really showing how you feel or telling right. her how you feel. Right. And I think... I think that's the thing. Like, I mean, Tasha, you get it. And all of you get it is like the one thing with this show is it can be really beautiful, but like there has to be like really clear and concise communication mm-hmm. um, because everybody there gets that this is a, in a weird environment. Like everybody gets that this is not going to look simple. This is going to be complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just wish like there would have been more communication and less choosing to do what it feels like now was the right thing at the right time to look the best. Mm-hmm. I think this I is also, like the downside of like going on a reality television show because I like 
been, I'm sure you experienced just like myself recently, like there is a rush after like the show and the engagement and all that kind of stuff. And I think like with him, it could have, he could have like gotten in his head about it and like, let's just ride the wave and see where this goes. You know what I mean? But honestly, ultimately, I think you're so right. If he would have just been honest when Claire was like, you know, I do want to move forward. It's just me and you. If he would have just been like, let's just leave boyfriend and girlfriend. Let's try to figure this out a little bit more. Let's just stay here a little bit more. I think it would have been more well-received actually. Mm-hmm. Would have been commendable. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, look at Kit, Cassie and, and Colton. Like that's what she did. There's been other people that have done it in the past. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's something that like can happen and I get that, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a hard situation. But again, we have to preface this with like, there's a lot behind the scenes that none of us know. Right. Yeah. And the aftermath is something that I think about with Dale and Claire, because Claire is so versed in this world. She's been on so many of the and she's had other relationships and she gets what the aftermath and how hard the the aftermath is where Dale is new to it all. He's riding this wave. He's trying to say these things and clear his name and he's not worried to your point about the other person and the aftermath that they're gonna deal with right so uh it's something that once you've been and and even the even his experience on the show he was on the show for a week or however long he was on the show and then they got together and he was just this most loved person he didn't even have to go through half the hate that a lot of people deal with when you ride out a full season you know not every date is going to be great he was Mm -hmm. shown in the best light all the time like you know her savior sort of on every episode so he doesn't even understand the hate and the things that she's dealt with in the past right oh yeah uh i'm sure she's told him but it's different when you experience yourself (laughs) right yeah Yeah. so yikes yikes Um, yikes yikes. ben you were probably i would say your season or maybe one before you was kind of the start of social media influencers Mm -hmm. and bachelor Mm -hmm. people becoming very popular off of social media do you feel like that following screws up a relationship or complicated, complicates it more? Uh, I would o- honestly say no, and here's why. Um, mm. I think it's an element that has to be considered now. Uh, mm. I would hope now at this point that everybody that goes in the show realize that like, if they go far enough, they're going to have an opportunity with their following, no matter what, um, that they're, you know, that if they're there to the end, I'm hoping that they're saying like, I want to make this commitment or at least I'm very interested in you. And that's fair too. Mm-hmm. I've always, I've told every bachelor um, since then, like, Hey, if at the end of this, like you're just really into somebody, but you're not ready to take that next step. Don't do it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just be honest with us as a viewer. That's what I want. I want to know where you stand when you leave this show. I'm following your journey and that's why I'm watching it. Now it's great. If there's an engagement, I get super excited for you, but I want to watch it and know that it's a real thing. Authentic. Um, it's authentic. And so to go back to the question of social media, so Caitlin Bristow season, I remember Instagram was just starting. Uh, and so we were on this show and none of us were talking about the following we were going to get. Uh, and then my season started with the bachelor and now it was like, maybe yeah. it's aired like six months later and people started really getting to Instagram and it became a thing. <laughs> so the girls on my season really started to experience that kind of flooding in a following and, and getting the, the, the attention uh, after that season. Uh, I I think that we now have to make sure we understand that it is a it, it is an element within the show and contestants go on. I don't think it has to mess up a relationship because in fact you're following. Uh, hopefully, again, it's an authentic relationship. Your following is going to be really great if you guys stay together. Um, if you're going to have a lot of opportunities, and so I think it can only be a positive thing if the relationship works out. Hopefully, you Fair. actually want it to work out. But either way, you're right. going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What do you think of what do you think of Matt season so far? You know, you were just on. We just saw you on there this week. And um, how do you think it's going? Did you give him any advice? I mean, like you said, this is great advice to say be authentic. But did, yeah. did, what was the insight? What was your feeling? Well, for, I got to talk to Matt before the season. And uh, uh, he out of anybody and I've got to, I mean, there's a lot of good dudes that do the show. Um, and a lot of good girls, but I get to talk to the guys mostly. Uh, he was just a really solid dude. Uh, I could tell he cared deeply about the contestants. I could care t- I could tell he cared deeply about not wasting their time, mm-hmm. um, about making sure that there was a benefit that they felt happy that they at least came. He's a good guy. 
Uh, and so when I went to this, and, but my advice to him, cause I don't have a lot, I, I don't know what I would tell, like, they're all going to do it differently and they're mm. going to, their experiences are going to be different than mine. My only advice is mostly yeah. for after the show. It was, uh, to never, never let your head mm-hmm. get too big. I love Matt James. Like they're going to celebrate that dude. And we saw it with like week mm-hmm. one and two. Everybody's like, this guy is a rock star. Yeah. He is. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping that that continues. But then you see like week three and four and he starts to yeah. get criticism for the first yeah. time, which happens to everybody. It's going to happen. And so my advice <laughs> for him then was don't let your head get too small. Right. Like, don't let the criticism like crush you. I, I just encouraged him to write down after a call, call, like, who he was that like there and who he wanted to be, like what man he wanted to be, who he is, who he wants to be. And after the show, hopefully with either the positives or negatives, he can stay level. He can still be who he, who he wants to be. Uh, and to know, and I told him, like, no matter how well you do this thing, you're going to get criticized. Um, no matter how bad you do this thing, you're going to get praised. Uh, and, uh, and that was my advice. So when I went there, it was mostly just trying to, like, encourage him and lift him up in any way I could. Because I know, like, week three and four, you start to really doubt yourself especially when you have a whole new group of women come in uh, at that point, women are starting to get mm-hmm. irritable. They're starting to get angry. There's drama going on. And so it's just telling them like, Hey, you were chosen for this for a reason. Uh, be yourself. Mm-hmm. Keep being real to these women. Mm-hmm. They're going to like you. You have no problem with that. Um, and, and so just keep, keep plugging along. I think his season in general has been a little frustrating in a sense of, uh, I really am rooting for Matt and I'm rooting for some of these girls. And right now, uh, I'm, I, I'm not, there's no stories yeah. that I'm invested into. Like there's no relationships that I'm, I'm that into right now. I don't know where this is going. And so the drama has far exceeded the, the, right. the story. Do you think and that's think that like change. that? Do you think that's does. like that? Because um, right now he was never on the show prior. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think he has no clue what's going on right now. Um, so no, I think that could be, yeah. I think when you're on the show prior, you probably just assume that something's going on in the house. Like you're just like, yeah, at this point we're four weeks in, like there's definitely drama there. Not everybody's getting along. And you start to like, kind of like, maybe not ask directly, but you pick and prod it. Like how's life going in the house? Are you okay? Who, who doesn't like each other? Who are you friends with? That's a question I asked a lot. It's like, who are your best friends in the house to try? And if they're like, well, I don't really get along. It's like, oh. That seems it's a red weird. flag. Um, yeah. Uh, so you start to ask those questions. Now, he doesn't know to ask those questions. So I think he is so unaware of it that he's just kind of walking through this, trying to do the best he can. And so as a result, we're not getting rid of the drama. People want to freak out and say, oh, there's still yeah. the right. drama people around. I don't think he knows who that is right now. Yeah. Um, and I think he would have seen more of the, the red flags if he had been on the show before. And said, oh, this girl seems like she doesn't get along with anybody. That's mm-hmm. definitely for mm-hmm. a reason. Let me yeah. dig into that. He's a nice guy. He's like obviously trying to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I feel like definitely. He's, instead of calling somebody out, like, mm-hmm. well, why would you do that? Or approaching the situation. Definitely. Did you, yeah, did you notice good. any of that like hesitation or, um, I don't know, when you were talking to him, like, could you tell that he was maybe in over his head a little bit with like the drama aspect because he hasn't been on the show or... Can you try to help him in that respect? Or? I mean, I think the one thing I would have noticed with him, and I think it comes from a great place. This is going to sound uh, critical. And I, and I, I want to preface mm-hmm. this. I'm a huge fan of Matt, like personally, from outside the show yeah. and as him as a bachelor. Uh, I think Matt's biggest thing is because he's never been on the show and he wants to do right by everybody and he wants to give everybody a good experience, is mm-hmm. he's going to get robotic. He's going to say the right th- thing at the right time. He's not going to keep take that deep breath and break down that wall mm-hmm. and just lean into it. Um, I think he's, I think he feels a lot of pressure uh, for a lot of reasons. And I think that yeah. pressure is mm-hmm. warranted. I think he feels like he has to yeah. be something. And in a, in, a, in, in a small way he does. And like, I can't imagine feeling that walking into being the lead of the bachelor can imagine feeling that coming off of never being on a show and being walking in this environment. Like, he feels a lot of pressure. And when you, I mean, I think when some people feel pressure, myself included, you kind of become a shell of yourself. You become a wallflower. You at the right time. You don't really let people get to know you. Um, you want to sit on the sidelines and just let this world kind of pass you by until you feel like the opportunity is there to step in. Now, we all know this with this show. At some point, he's not going to be able to do that. It's going to yeah. break. It happens to everybody. It's going to break him. Yeah. Um, yeah. The problem is, yeah. I think, typically, <laughs> in life as well, 
is the harder, longer we hold on and try to like keep everything inside and be the perfect person. When we do break, the longer we hold on to it, the more drastic it is. And my, my concern now, and I have no clue how the season plays out, is that at some point we're going to see Matt break and it's going to be really hard on him and the girls and the experience. Yeah. Is, how um, are you so wise? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> you have all the right things to say. You just, I don't know. You should be like a mentor. You should be like with Chris he is Harris, the advising I've all been the leads. The, I've been in this. I've been in this world for five years now. I'm still holding on to this thing. So, I, uh, I've, you know, I've got to talk to a lot of you guys. I wouldn't say I'm wise. What I would say though is like, when I like this world is so crazy. That you can pretty much say anything and people be like, yeah, that's probably right. Because it's yeah. just like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, I mean, it's and just like, you never know. They're like, Matt is going to have a nervous breakdown. They're like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I see Matt, that. Coming. Do you, so you have, I mean, you have been doing this for five years and you're such a big name yeah. in Bachelor Nation. Do you ever, do you ever get sick of it? You ever get exhausted talking about it, being the guy that's kind of the one everyone you goes to? You are the bachelor. You are the bachelor. You really yeah. are. Well, there, the, I guess there's two points to that question. One is I really love to talk to the guys that are going to be the bachelor next. Um, I really find that fun. It brings me back. It gives me opportunity to share things that I've learned along the way or that I wish I would have been told. Um, yeah. You know, I remember when I talked to Matt afterwards, I was like, Matt, I was a little nervous to talk to you. Like, you're a big deal. And he's like, then I was so nervous to talk to you. And I was like, that's really weird. I was like, here's the thing, Matt. What I need to tell you now is if I can do this, you can do it far greater than me. Like, and mm-hmm. I think that's my only hope to tell these guys by the end of our conversation is like, Hey, I know you're walking into something that feels like so daunting. Um, and it's going to be weird. You're going to have 200 people around you. You're going to have cameras. You're going to have, you're going to be like kissing most people in one night. Like that whole thing's weird. But like, if I can do it, you can do it. And I want to instill that into people. So I actually really love those conversations. I hope that never stops. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, because I, it makes me feel involved and also gets me invested. And selfishly, it makes me feel like I matter a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you do. You question, do. Yeah. The second part is, do I get sick of it? So the other day, I did um, a commercial. And um, they I didn't know what it was going to be about. And they gave me a stack of roses to hold. And my heart sank. And I was like, this, this oh. is not good. And so, oh. yes, I do have moments where I get really sick of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are that. things with uh, about it that I don't love. I hope it's not the, the biggest thing in my story of my life forever. Uh, right now, it seems to be. It's it's lasting. But it's also been really good for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, you know, I have a, my podcast myself. I've, I've gotten to write a book because of it. Um, I get to be a part of a really cool franchise that's still on show, TV and affects how we see people and how we view relationships. Like, it's been really good for me. Mm-hmm. But yes, there's moments where it's like, I don't want to hold a rose and like act like I'm single like i'm not i'm an engaged man like that's weird yeah 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 it's a little yeah. strange yeah it you is. Strange. but you were definitely a favorite uh bachelor like when i think of the bachelor even before i mean i didn't even go i didn't even know the show before but like everyone talked about ben higgins ben higgins you know so you're a big deal bro you're a big deal yeah well <laughs> I, uh, I got really, I, I did like, I, I, I was very fortunate to come in when I did because it was like the, the height, you have to also understand like it's the height of social media. And so yeah. like it, it was perfect timing for somebody to like have a, maybe a more recognizable name because nobody else had the opportunity to ever be followed on social media. Okay. Um, and so that kind of was to my benefit. And the second was like, and uh, don't sell yourself some, short. I was don't say, sell but yourself also, short. You did an but, incredible job, and you're yeah. just a genuine, sincere person. You can also that, name, though, here you can name seven people from my sh- season that mm-hmm. are also like big names within the franchise. Like, there were some yeah. great contestants that season that heightened yeah. the show and made it really fun for me as like the bachelor. Um, and so it was like all around the, the perfect storm. I, I'm glad I did it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, enough talking about like your previous you know, relationships, past, bachelor, whatever. But I'm sure you have learned so much from this franchise in general in the last five years, from watching all of us being on TV, your own experience, and you've taken that into your relationship with Jessica, who you are mm-hmm. now happily engaged with. Like, what's probably, like, the biggest takeaway that you've learned from the franchise and that you've applied to your relationship? Well, I think one is, like... Uh the communication factor. I think on the show you have to communicate uh, and you have to do it like fairly quickly and you have to share your thoughts pretty directly because there's just mm-hmm. not time to dance around problems. 
Mm. So I think that's one thing that I, fa- I found useful. The second is, um, you know, coming through getting to date that many people within that short time frame, you get to hear everybody's story. And so you, you, you get curious, like what, you know, you want to hear people's stories and then you start to learn what you're looking for on the show. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, my relationship on the show didn't work out, but it allowed me kind of like to understand more of like what it is about that relationship that didn't work out that I'm looking for my next partner. What is it about me that wasn't at the right place to make it, to help it work out? Like what was it in, and Lauren that maybe didn't like that I'm looking for differently. And so it just like helped me know that like when it comes to my next partner, which is Jessica, uh, I was better suited and better prepared to know that this is the right thing and to have peace about walking into it going, this is good. This is healthy. This is going to be a, a tremendous life together. Um, I think the show just like really heightened my ability to date and date well mm. and to know more of what I was looking for in somebody. What was the um, what was the wrong thing about Lauren? You know, I don't think I don't think there's like a characteristic that was wrong necessarily, um, but the timing of our life, right? I was okay. 26, she was 25. Um, we had just walked into this whole new world together. Uh, we were living in Denver, um, where like she knew nobody, mm-hmm. um, and then like life was pulling us in a thousand different directions, right? We ended up doing the show Ben and Lauren Happily Ever After, and I think like with that, we weren't prepared to be teammates in that. Like we, if anything, we walked into it still getting to know each other. And so we weren't teammates. We weren't walking into it going, Hey, we can do this well and we can get through like beside each other. Instead, we're just like, it was, it's almost weird looking back on it. Like we're, yes, it was a show about us, but at the same time, we didn't know anything about each other. Mm. Um, and, and it's really hard to do that when a show to have those like to have direct communication when you're like, there's a camera right there. Like, I don't want to like call you out for this right now right? or ask you this question because like, it's not going to look good. And she was saying the same thing. And so it just ended up pulling us apart, but right. I think it pulled us apart for the right reasons. Right. Like now I'm happily engaged. She's very happily married and has a kid on the way. Like now mm-hmm. I look back and I go, of course it didn't work out. Like we weren't yeah. each other's best fits. Right. Uh, but I also can look back on that and learn a lot too. Yes. Gotcha. When did you when did you know Jessica was the one since, you know, when we knew Lauren wasn't? Uh, it was pretty early. Um, mm. It's funny. But I don't know if I've ever but like so I, I direct messaged her. She flew out to Denver on the night of my restaurant opening. Mm. And she came through the front door. And we had been talking for like three weeks uh, via FaceTime and, and phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how am I going to say hi to her? Like, this is awkward. I just walked <laughs> out and I kissed her. Um, and I kissed Ooh. her and then we sat on the couch. Yeah, I know it was, it was a very aggressive move. She had a joke that she was going to tell me that first off and I like totally ruined it. It was great. Um, Wait, what, what kind of kiss? Like a peck Wait, on the yeah, cheek or, or did you just, that's so good, Ben. Did you, guys, like, you just walked out? in and you just kissed her? Just like grabbed that's her. That's such a bachelor move, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> See, I haven't lost it all. I still got a little bit left. Um, yes. <laughs> she, she walked up to the front steps and like my driveway's a little long and, uh, um, she walked up, she had her bags in her hand. I just walked out and I just gave her a kiss, like a, like not just a peck. Like I, I laid it on her and <gasps> she was just kind of like, Whoa. Like that. And then we came inside and we sat down we started to talk and like already, like we had great conversations about faith and about doubt and about life and about friends and family. Mm-hmm. And then like over time, I would say it's a few months in, I just recognized how much she wanted me to be the best version of myself to not like restrict me and take away like there's things I've had to sacrifice, obviously, when you're in a committed relationship, mm-hmm. but she didn't want to take away the good parts of me, the things that made me feel like me. She wanted to enhance those things. She was curious about those things. Um, and I think she was curious about those things because she wanted to learn them so she, that she could support them. Aww. And once you have that like partner that wants to support you, um, that's curious about you, that loves you, that you just have this like peace and trust within that you recognize mm-hmm. that your life is more beautiful with them than without them. Mm-hmm. I guess the question that you have to ask is like, why not? Like, what else are you looking for? And she's Ooh. beautiful. And, and so it was early, um, but it was a process of just getting to the place where I was like, this is awesome. This is going to be great. I am ready for this. And the coolest part about it was there was just a piece to thinking through that decision of like, am I ready for this? And it was like, yeah, this sounds great. Mm. Okay, I know you're ready. It changes everything, or when you know your Mm. heart's in the right. You know what I mean? 
Yes, your heart's in the right place. You're ready for it all. I love that. Okay, so I have. Oh, go ahead. No, go go ahead. I was going to say I have a follow up question. I asked this question to Rachel Lindsay actually in a live, and it was pretty good. So I want to know what is something that you've learned about yourself that you didn't know before this relationship. With the one. with the one i think the biggest thing that like stands out to me um is i've had to release like my biggest insecurity which is that you know i do feel like i'm not going to be understood or unknown or truly liked like jessica Mm. knows me she loves Mm. me for that Mm. um so the one thing i've had to recognize or deal with is giving up that victim mentality um of oh yeah just people don't get me or oh yeah people don't understand me or nobody likes me um that victim mindset is something I've, I've had to strip away from myself. And the crazy thing is it hasn't been easy to do, wow. um, which has been, which has been like one of the most unhealthy things in our relationship is when I get to that place where I want to be a victim. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to act like uh, I'm something I'm not. And then it's also one of the most beautiful things when I can constantly walk into my day knowing there is no, there is somebody that really loves me. There is somebody that really likes me. Mm-hmm. And it's going to for the rest of my life. So, Oh, that's beautiful. You like wait. You like wake up in bed, and you're like, oh, she's still here. <laughs> she hasn't left yet. Yeah, not yeah, yet. yeah. That's so she's good. not going to. She's not going. Guys, to. Ben is, is might be the, the greatest man in the world. I, we we have to go to a Cubs game and get drunk so I can really dig into you. I, I got to find some flaws here. <laughs> there are. You'll I, read the book. Read the book. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there? Do you now? You talk about all these feelings in your book. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, the whole book is based on, um, feeling more connected to yourself, to others, to romance, to singleness also, and to God. And so, you know, I think in order to write it effectively, uh, I had to pull out some of the things that like I typically want to hide. Um, and then, you know, like three fourths of the way through, I brought in a ghostwriter because I was going back to that like surface level writing where it's like just sharing the just enough to be enough. Mm -hmm. And I need, I recognize that if I was going to do this, and I was going to actually try to write a book that like hit somewhere deep. I was going to mm-hmm. have to pull out deeper stories, deeper thoughts. And so I brought in this ghostwriter to start asking those questions. And I mean, we got into stuff that like broke me. I mean, the last, I remember I was on tour, The Bachelor Live on stage. And, um, sorry. Uh, I was on tour for The Bachelor Live on stage. And I was in the back of a tour bus. And. I was, I broke down crying at three o'clock in the morning um, because I was writing this last section of this book and I had been broken through the process and it was hard to do at the time, but I recognize now that like, that's where I wanted to be when I wrote this book. I wanted to be raw, stripped away, uh, willing to share anything. Huh. That's so Uh, good. Would you say this book (laughs) is, would you say this book is like your proudest accomplishment today? Yeah, I would. I mean, I would. I would. I would also put Jessica up there. I don't know if that's an accomplishment. That feels kind of <laughs> yeah. letting yourself be loved. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but ha- like investing is... in a healthy relationship and like mm-hmm. yeah. you know being proud of that. That that's definitely something to be yeah proud of. I would say it is. It's the first thing I've ever done that I've thought of, uh, written, produced, now marketed, yeah. all mm-hmm. from start to finish. Um. And I would say a hundred percent it's the proudest thing I've ever done because it's also the realest and rawest. And I mean, there's things in there like my family, I had to tell my family about before they read it. Cause I was like, Hey, I just want you to know this about me. And I don't want you to read it from the book. Mm. Um, struggles with addiction, struggles with uh, mistreatment of women, like all that stuff's in there because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like it, if people are going to read this and feel less alone, then I have to, share my story so they do and then i pull stories from others the things that i can't fulfill um i have to fill from my friends stories and so i pull that as well and here in their most deepest thoughts and also trying to encourage it's encouraging in the process it was tough but i'm proud of it i'm excited for it i am so nervous for february 2nd like there's a lot of anxiety within me right now so i'm on the beach yeah really? yeah i yeah. well you sent you sent me a copy i haven't got it yet but i can't wait to receive it thanks buddy I'm looking forward to reading it. All right. I got to ask you 
little uh, fun question since you were on. Okay. Um, since you were just on Matt's previous episode, is there any girl that you think from this season is going to be the next Bachelorette? Ooh. Oh my gosh! Yes, I think they have two incredible women, uh, Abigail and Rachel. Um, okay. And Bri- I mean, three because Bree would be up there too. Like mm-hmm. I think all three of them could be in terrific leads on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this season has some like drama, yes, but I think it, like at the top, the ones that are going to last, um, at least I imagine them lasting, uh, <laughs> are like really, really good women. Um, yeah. So like, there's some. It's a it's a big good group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to keep watching. I want to watch how this thing's going to unfold. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm too. I'm down. I'm over the drama. Let's get it. Yeah, I can't. It's like two more episodes, <laughs> and then we get the love, all yeah. the love. Let's get some love. Let's get yeah. some kissing. I need to also see some more kissing because Matt does kiss with his eyes open. I want to just see <laughs> how he does that. Um, I know it's been a thing, but like every time he does it, it's it's so funny and cringeworthy that I like don't want it to stop because it's just so easy to make fun of. And there's like not a lot to make fun of him for. And so it, it gives me, it gives me some fuel. Have you never kissed with your eyes open? <laughs> not on purpose. No, Wait, yeah, I, don't, so I, don't I have definitely kissed with my eyes open. Really? Fact, you have? Yes. I have. I don't know why. I, on I, your I season, honey, honey, those eyes was closed, honey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> those eyes was closed. Well, I'm not trying to get into my kissing. Okay. We know we did enough of that. <laughs> All right, Ben, it's always a pleasure. It's Thank always a pleasure. So Thank you so much. much. If you want, I'm Thank sure you. all our followers know, but tell them where to follow you on social media. Yes. Well, give if us you drink plug. coffee, go to generouscoffee.com. That's a big deal. Uh, 100% of our profits are donated back. None of the owners, myself included, make any money on it ever. Um, the second thing would be go to benhigginsbook.com. Uh, that's where you can find my book or you can find it in stores February 2nd. And then finally, Higgins.ben on Instagram and then my Twitter is benhiggins. But yeah, that's probably the best places for now. Great. Ben, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Oh, Jessica, you. we say hello. Okay, well, you know what, Ben? He never uh, he never disappoints. The man is wise beyond his years, don't you think? Yes, he's so great. I think we all take away a little something something from Ben today. I feel like I don't know, he's just good for the soul. Good he really energy. Is. Good, good. I mean, and you everything's know. just so genuine. And it's true. It's like if you just have a genuine heart with everything that you do. Like everything is just, I don't know. People feel that. I just, it, mm-hmm. it hits differently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think we've been really blessed to have some really great energy from our guests that we've had on the, on this podcast. So, and Ben just, you know, he's just raising bars, you know, There's a lot of good people out in bachelor nation. That's the mm-hmm. thing. There's a mm-hmm. lot of good people. And I understand, I understand completely why the show always calls Ben to talk to leads and everything, because I feel like he does give these people the best advice you could get. Yes. Yeah. Well, we love once ben. again, thank you so much to all of our listeners, all of our baiters. And thank you, special huge thank you to Ben Higgins for coming on the show today. Um, I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm leaving very happy and my heart is full. I'm like very, I don't know. I just feel fulfilled after this same okay, same yeah. and you know what also make sure you check us out on social and like comment dm us you know where to find us at clickbaitbn on instagram facebook and twitter share your stories with us we really want to hear them dm us we're looking forward to whatever clickbait you're looking at this week also we are casting single men go to bachelornation.com forward slash apply subscribe to our podcast apple Podcasts, on spotify the wondery app or wherever you guys are listening right now 